The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome to the First Cut Podcast. How's it? I am Mark Immelman, alongside the Oracle, the all-knowing from PGATour.com. He knows it all, folks. College golf, junior golf, PGA Tour golf. He's Sean Martin. Welcome, man. How are you? That's high praise. I don't know if I can love to that. Come on now. You got it. You got it. How you been? Good. Good. I can't believe it's almost over. I mean, we're a few days away from the season being over, and uh, it's just—it's really hard to believe it at this point, this early in the year. It's pretty crazy. So if I had to ask you, Sean, before we, 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 we get to the Tour Championship this week, so if I had to ask you to wrap this wraparound 18-19 season, just quickly in a nutshell, what would it be to you? I think there's two things. I think there's Tiger. Uh, I mean, I think that that 2019 win, the further removed we get from that, the more I feel like that was his 1986 and not the start of his pursuit for 19 majors. I hope that's mm-hmm. not too somber or too dark, but, you know, we've just seen so many issues with the body and we've seen so many weeks where he just looks slow and he's not moving right and even he said he doesn't know how many swings are left in that body um and then of course it's the year of Kepka. he's won three times i almost yeah. look at it like the year uh, 1950 when hogan won the uh the u.s open he got a player of the year over sam sneed who had was pretty much by far the best player that year but hogan was kind of the sentimental player of the year pick and i almost wonder if uh we could have history repeat itself in that way with, I think Brooks is your consensus player of the year, but I do wonder, you know, you almost give it to Tiger just because that was the, I mean, that's going to be the seminal moment from this year. Brooks was the best player, but Tiger provided the best moment. Yeah. Told you he knew everything, folks. Hey, for me, you know, Tiger Brooks certainly deserved the lion's share of the attention, but that this wraparound season, there were so many new golfers that jumped out. And, and you make a good point. You know, we're seeing guys sort of in the twilight of the career, some with, with Tiger and Phil, obviously, too, one in Pebble Beach, but since then hasn't been so great. And now you've got these young bucks, the Marikawas, the Victor Hovlands, the Matthew Wolfs spring to the foreground, the forefront. And, uh, man, it is exciting times. Now, Switching gears real fast, one of those youngsters is a guy who you really like, Sanjay M, in the Tour Championship. But before we get to the players, Eastlake, um, to you, what does Eastlake represent? It's cool. It's got that old-school vibe. Of course, you know, it's the home of Bobby Jones. The clubhouse is full of Jones memorabilia. It's a Donald Ross design. So there's a lot that kind of harkens back to the history of the game. But mm-hmm. it's also just a, you know, it's a Reese Jones updated, just tough golf course. I think, you know, it's not a place that, you know, has become outdated with time. It's a it's a very tough test that requires really good ball striking, and that's usually we see rise to the top of leaderboard or some really strong ball strikers. You can't fake it around this golf course. So it's kind of a, a cool mix of a 
a tough golf course with a, a lot of history that also you can look back on. Well, I tell you what, too, the ball strikers in the tough golf course, you look at some of the winners around you, Tiger, obviously, Xander Shafley, Rory McIlroy, Henrik Stenson, Jim Furyk. I mean, the list goes on. And, and the one curious thing to me about the golf course, and I want your take because you're a good player, you know, a number of the tour venues, they're sort of sharp dog legs and you have to carry the ball over a corner to an elbow or something where Eastlake just sits in front of you. It's uphill, it's downhill, but they're these real gentle dog legs, if anything, and you've got that penal Bermuda rough on either sides of these Zoysia fairways, and, and man, you've got to put the ball in play off the tee, and last year, that was something Tiger did really well to that victory. Yeah, I mean, it was just a, a clinic. He was driving it great. You know, we've seen so many years where he struggles with the driver, where he sprays it, uh, but he's just hitting that nice baby cut uh, with good distance. not like he was bunting it, but I mean, he just had full control of his golf game, and, and really it was off the tee that was the most impressive part considering the way that, you know, he's driven it even during his best years. That He was just finding fairways, keeping himself out of trouble, and uh, and doing what he needs to do around this golf course. So to that, obviously, we've talked about who it sort of favors and uh, the, the fact that it rewards the ball strikers. You know, you look through the history list of this, you talked about Eastlake, it's the oldest club in Atlanta, established in 1904, was originally part of the athletic club, the Atlanta Athletic Club before it moved to the north side of town. But Bob Jones, Charlie Yates, Alexis Sterling, Watts Gunn, the pro was Stuart Maiden, who was a coach to Bobby Jones. He was a mentor to Fred Haskins, who, uh, they, the, the, the outstanding collegiate player of the year gets the Haskins Award. I mean, it, it just seems like from this place's inception, to now, there's this thread that keeps on going where the best golfers hang around. Yeah, definitely. Hey, uh, Eastlake, Atlanta, the charitable initiative of all of this. Um, you got any take on that? Because I think it's oftentimes we have all these PGA Tour stars that show up, but, but, but the work that Tom Cousins and the folks from the Eastlake Foundation do around there, I mean, that is really special stuff. Yeah, you can, I mean, it's definitely been told a lot, but you can definitely see that it's a, a revitalized neighborhood and I wasn't here uh during the years when it was uh when it was really struggling but I mean it's definitely a, a different uh community than it was there's a lot of good work with the Drew Charter School uh the, the golf team there has actually had a lot, a lot of success now so you're introducing people to the game uh and you've got this great club in the middle of the, the town but obviously the first tee is here as well so it's not just about a private club but it's about introducing people to the game through the first tee um and yeah it's just uh it's really I I mean there's not much more than can be said that's already been said. It's just a, a great initiative. Yeah, one thing I love about Eastlake, you see the logo, obviously, with the E, the L, and the GC, and then you've got this catchphrase, golf for the purpose, underneath there. Something, too, that I know is pretty close to your heart. When we speak about Eastlake, you know, you so up in the college game, there's the Eastlake Cup that happens here in the fall, and and that's a fun event, too. It's televised on Golf Channel, and you see some of the future stars out there playing. Yeah, definitely. They take the final four teams from uh, that year's NCAA championship, and they come out and they play uh, one round of stroke play, and, and then they play uh, a final four of match play. And so it's a cool little uh, appetizer for the NCAAs. Um, and what you'll see there, that match play uh, has been a huge success for college golf. It's become must-see viewing. Obviously, people don't really know a lot of the players per se, but the drama is always there. It always comes down to a, a fifth and final match, it seems. It always comes down to you know some 19-year-old kid with a a six-foot putt for his team to advance. Um, it's just always uh, always great viewing. Like I said, even though the players are often anonymous to the, the people that are watching, the, 
the pressure itself is pretty evident. You're playing for your team. You're not playing for yourself. So that adds to the pressure. Um, so that's definitely pretty cool. It's, it's been a great event. I think match play has been interesting. It doesn't crown the best team in, in the NCAA championship, which I think is a little bit unfortunate, but it, it provides the drama that has gotten a lot of attention. I think if college golf was still stroke play, uh, the winner's list of the NCAA championship would be a lot different, but I think there would be a lot less eyeballs on it because stroke play, uh, even though the best team usually does rise to the top, a lot of times you have these runaways, especially by some of those Oklahoma State teams that are so dominant that the final round is almost a formality. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, East Lake's most prominent ever member, uh, Bob Jones, career amateur, uh, won the impregnable quadrilateral, the Grand Slam, the Open, the U.S. Open, the British amateur and the U.S. amateur, and went to school at multiple universities, including Georgia Tech there in downtown Atlanta. So I guess I would be remiss to ask one of the foremost minds on college and amateur golf, Sean Martin, hey, man, the U.S. amateur is right behind us. Uh, first off, you've got young Cohen Trollio in the final four, and then you've got Andy Ogletree from uh, Georgia Tech win the thing eventually. Um, I know you were paying close attention. Uh, fill us in, please. Yeah, it was a pretty cool story. Uh, a kid from a real small town. He's obviously a, a Georgia Tech guy. I had uh, heard that he's the third Georgia Tech winner. Uh, I can't think of anyone outside of it, but if, it's Ogletree. Matt Kuchar, of course, in 97, he was the first USAM champ after Tiger Woods' three-peat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he went on to have all those success in majors as an amateur. Uh, and then, of course, Bobby Jones. And um, Andy comes from a small town in Mississippi. There are actually two guys from Mississippi in the semifinals, which is a big deal for that state. Uh and his town is so small that it doesn't even have a population. It's basically your one stoplight kind of town. Cool, uh, went to the big city of Georgia Tech and um, a, a pretty good player, but really transformed his game uh, this year. I think Ryan Lavender wrote a great profile on him for GolfChannel.com about how Andy just this year really kind of took that next step as a player. He was always a good ball striker, but like a lot of kids in college, became more well-rounded by improving his short game, uh, improved his putting stroke had kind of a hook stroke with his putting, and he uh, would struggle with speed control and three-putting and, and got rid of that, and that's helped. And then also just becoming more diversified around the greens, which we know is so key at Pinehurst with those roll-offs and, and short grass areas. Yeah, that was the amateur game. We are at the end of the professional PGA Tour season at Eastlake at the Tour Finale. We're going to take a quick break, but after that, Sean Martin and I are going to play a little stock up, stock down. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Okay, Sean, it's time. Uh, you, you are the expert at fantasy golf, so this would be right up your alley. Stock up. I don't know if the standings st- say that right now. <laughs> stock up, stock down. Um, presented by TD Ameritrade. Three guys. I don't care whether it's up or down. What's your take here? Sure. First up, I'm going to go easy. Uh, I'm going to go stock up on JT. Uh, dominant victory at Medina. That 61 was something else to watch. And, uh, you know, it's ninth victory in the last three seasons, which is the most on the PGA Tour in that span. But his first one in more than a year. And I think we had kind of forgotten that. Obviously, the year was derailed a little bit by – uh, the wrist injury, but even he said he was nervous waking up on Sunday. He's forgotten kind of how hard it is to win. Uh, so just to get back in the winner's circle, uh, the longer the span between victories when you're a guy who's accustomed to winning, you know, he won five times in 2017 when he won the FedEx Cup. He's won three times in 2018. When you won as much as he has in that short period of time, a year between victories can really feel like an eternity. And so to finally get off the snide, uh, I think was huge for him. And obviously now comes into Eastlake. Uh, he's got this, the lead and the staggered start that we're doing. He's got, he's a 10 under par. And so he's, you know, basically giving strokes to everyone else in the field, but he's going to be hard to beat, uh, I think with a, a two stroke lead, the way he's playing. And then really he's trying to join Tiger Woods as the only multiple Senate Cup champion. And as a guy who lives in Jupiter, mm-hmm. uh, down near Tiger, I know that would mean a lot to him. Yeah, absolutely. For me, uh, stock up. I'm going to go Patrick Cantlay. I mean, how's this guy's season? He shows up every time on the leaderboard. One earlier this season um, at the Memorial Jacks tournaments. Um, played two tour championships thus far. Has had a tie for 21st and a tie for 20th. Um, and he shot four rounds under par. The thing, though, for me, and we've talked about this, Sean, Eastlake is a ball striker's place. Get this guy. He's 13th strokes gained off the tee. He's 12th strokes gained approach. And, oh, yes, on top of this, he's 14 strokes gained putting, and that is an improvement from 153rd last season. So a huge uptick on the greens. He's got the victory, played beautifully last week. The streak coming in here, he's 38 under par for his last three events, tied for 12th in Memphis at the World Golf Championships, FedEx and Jude. He's finished tied for 12th at the Northern Trust two weeks ago, and last week ran... uh, Somewhat close second, I guess, to your Justin Thomas. So, so I'm going to say Patrick Cantlay, a real stock up. You got anything else for me? No. That was, I think you summed it all up. I'm uh, a big Cantlay guy since watching him in his amateur days in 2011, but uh, there's nothing else to add there. Uh, definitely one of the game's best ball strikers. I was surprised that he was so low in the putting stats. 
he's got a, a great stroke. He's got puts a great strike on the ball on the putting greens, and, and so I was very surprised to hear that he was that low in stroke game putting. <laughs> okay, who you got next? Next, I'm going to go Sung Jae Im. Uh, 11th in the BMW, and more importantly, that qualified him for the Tour Championship. He moved inside the top 30. He's the only rookie at Eastlake. Uh, so history would say that he has Rookie of the Year locked up. I do think that there's a case to be made for Colin Morikawa, but I think people will stick with history and vote for the lone rookie um, okay. at Eastlake. Uh, the guy is a machine. 34 starts this year, most on tour. Uh, I walked out on the range Tuesday morning at Eastlake, and he was the only guy out there as well. So basically just never stops playing or, or practicing. But um, he was Web.com Tour Player of the Year last year, the youngest ever. Now he's looking to be Rookie of the Year. He would join Stuart Fink, another Georgia Tech guy, as we're in Atlanta, as the mm-hmm. only guys to win Corn Ferry Player of the Year and then Rookie of the Year in back-to-back years. So, you know, Stuart Fink, a major champion, not bad company to do. And, and just a great season. The only thing he didn't do was win, but uh, knocked on the door. He played well in some big events. Uh, and just to be able to play 34 events and not have an arm fall off has been pressing his own right. Man, I tell you what, I like that selection. And he's the kind of guy, he's not that long off the tee, but he he barely misses a fairway ever, and so he's going to be very much a factor at Eastlake. Um, I'm also going stock up here. Um, I'm going to go Xander Shoffley. This is a guy, he's just secured his spot on Tiger Woods' President's Cup team for the end of the year. He played well again last week at a big golf course in Medina, the number three course. He's won at Eastlake before. It's his second, uh, third start, pardon me, um, here at this Tour Championship, and he's had a first and a tie for seventh. So clearly, the guy likes the place, and 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 he's a fascinating character to me because he's always softly spoken. There's no big fanfare around him, and then all of a sudden, when they're handing out trophies, this dude is lurking around the place all the time. So for me, Xander Shoffley, a definite stock up. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Tour Championship two years ago uh, was where he kind of cemented his resume, or, or really, I guess, stepped into the spotlight. Um, but what he's done in majors is pretty impressive. He's one of those guys you kind of describe as a, a big game hunter, or a big game player. He's always, you know, when the events are big, uh, he seems to show up and bring his best stuff. It's uh, whether it's major, the players, uh, tour championship. That's really when you you see the best come out of Xander Shoffley, and I think that comes down to very good preparation and and a very good game plan for not just the week ahead, but for the whole year to kind of try to plan your peaking for the biggest moments. And also, I think it just comes down to a certain mindset, which explains how you have a guy who. You know, went to San Diego State, was kind of an unheralded recruit, um, good college career, but, you know, wasn't signing big endorsement deals and, and getting a ton of media attention when he turned pro, but very quickly uh, in a, a short span became one of the best players in the world. And I think that has to do a lot with that mental toughness and grittiness. Yeah, absolutely. Good call there. Right. Uh, you've given me uh, Justin Thomas and Sung Im as your stock up. I've counted with Xander and Patrick Cantlay. Um Stock down, you got anything? I'm going to go stock down on DJ. Uh, hmm. I was watching him and Speed playing that final group on Saturday at the Northern Trust at Liberty National, and you could tell then that uh, there's something going on with his, his driving. He's you know, obviously one of the best drivers in the game. Hits that little baby cut for control, but still bombs it out there. But uh, he was missing it both ways, and I looked more into his world ranking, and you know he was runner-up at the Masters, uh, runner-up at the PGA, but since the PGA, his best finish in – his last seven starts is T20, uh, which for Dustin Johnson is not what you're looking for. He hasn't won since the World Golf Championship in Mexico. So uh, ball striking is a little off. And just, you know, DJ, for a 
power player has great consistency, and this is a one of the rougher stretches of the last few years for him. Yeah, uh, it it has been curious. I got to admit. I mean, every week you look for for Dustin Johnson to be up there, but you know he sort of struggled with a golf swing a little bit. I guess he's reconnected with uh, with Claude Harmon, so they're working on the golf swing there. And when he struck it well, he hasn't made putts, and when he's made putts, he hasn't struck it so well. So it's he's kind of stuck in the middle of that golf thing right now. For me, I'm going to go Bryson DeChambeau stock down, and and there are various reasons for this, but the main one is. He came into this event last year ranked number one and finished tied for 19th. And he had a big weekend for that. I mean, he shot low on the weekend, especially Sunday, to climb up the leaderboard and finish 19th. He's, he's on the back end of the whole slow play debacle, so maybe there's some of that sort of stuff going on. Um, and to me, it's he's always working. We know that, and he's a, he's a very accomplished player and a great thinker. But... He just doesn't look convinced to me right now. When we've watched him play in different uh, the last few events, he's been there and thereabouts, and nothing has really been convincing. And and I I know you'll concur probably. Eastlake, you're not going to fake it around this place. You have to have your best stuff. And and so for me right now, I think they're just one two one or two too many question marks with Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah, he made some pretty big uh, equipment changes going into the Northern Trust, which is interesting, um, especially for this time of year to do it, and then. It's just, you know, we've seen him go through some rough spurts before, and, and he always talks about, you know, he finds something that works and thinks it's going to last, and, and then, of course, it doesn't. And, you know, you've got to think that after he won the Shriners uh, for, I think, his third win in his last five starts, you have to think that he thought he found something that was going to last, and, mm-hmm. and it really hasn't. And, um, you know, he's always investigating the variables and looking through so many things, and um, I'm sure his – I'm sure he's perplexed uh, by his form of late. And then it doesn't help, of course, uh, having to deal with the criticism for slow play that he had to deal with at the Northern Trust, uh, taking more than two minutes to hit a putt. And so I think you combine those two things, and I think it's just been a, a stressful few weeks uh, for Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah, absolutely. So that was Stock Up, Stock Down, presented by TD Ameritrade. Um, closing thoughts. I, I, I want you to, to share. You, you work at the tour. You've been around for all the discussions and, and you've, you've done all the research. The, the scoring change this year and just, just the one tournament. There's not a tour champion and a FedEx Cup champion anymore. Sean, what is your take there? You know, I think it's interesting. I think, uh, one thing that I like is they went back and redid the scenarios of, of the past years, and how it would have played out. And obviously, you know, you're not starting with the same leaderboard you are now, but basically all the results would have been the same, except in 2011, Luke Donald would have won uh, instead of Bill Haas. And so what that tells me is that um, this is basically a simpler way to arrive at the same, if not a similar result. And so now instead of all the projections and, you know, the hard part with the projections and going off of, you know, points earned is that, guys that aren't even in the mix uh, for either title still affect things because you earn more points for, let's say, a two-way tie for fifth instead of a three-way tie for fifth. And I don't think a lot of people at home know that or know how ties are, are divvied up as far as money and points. So, you know, you could have be watching, you know, a couple guys who are fighting out for the FedEx Cup and a couple guys who are fighting out for the Tour Championship, and all of a sudden the projected FedEx Cup standings change and people don't know why. And it's mm-hmm. because some guys made a bogey, so now – instead of, you know, one of the FedEx Cup contenders being in that three-way tie for fifth, it's now a two-way tie, and he picks up another, you know, 15, 20 points. And, and that's just too much for people at home to follow. So now you've got one leaderboard, 
one thing to focus on. It's relation to par, which is a, is very simple, easy to look at. So I think, and I think the way to look at it too, instead of looking at it as a tournament, like this being a one week tournament, this is a a culmination to a season. So yeah. you're seated because you need to be rewarded for how you played all year. And so this is not uh, it's not about crowning a tour championship winner. Uh, you know that would be unfair. You're just focusing on that one week because obviously someone starts ten shots behind a, a leader. Instead, it's a a way to crown a season long champion, and that's why there is this seeding or these the staggered start, you know, strokes guys are starting with. So I think lo- looking at it in a more macro sense, I think makes it a little bit more understandable. Yeah. And, and I'm with you. I mean, as a fan, even me who works inside of the industry, it's going to be a whole lot more to a whole lot more easy to digest and understand real fast to explain it to the folks listening. Um, Sean talked about the staggered start. There's five guys starting at even par, DeChambeau, Oestes and Howell, Glover, Kokrak, there are five guys starting at one under, Leishman, Fleetwood, Connors, M. Reavy. There are five guys starting at two under, Casey, Rose, Snedeker, Fowler, and Kisner. Five at three, Woodland, that's three under, of course, Woodland, Finau, Scott, Dustin Johnson, Hideki Matsuyama. Then there are five guys finished starting at four under par, Ram, Kuchar, Shafley, Simpson, Answer, and then... The top five seeds, effectively. McElroy, the fifth seed, he starts five under. Reed, the fourth seed, he starts six under. Kepka, the uh, who won the regular season on the PGA Tour, he starts as the three seed at seven under. Cantlay is the two seed at eight under. And the number one seed, who has a two-stroke lead, is Justin Thomas. He will begin the tournament at ten under par. Sean, I appreciate you joining us, man. Uh, it's been fun. I'm sure you're looking forward to a good week. Definitely. I'm definitely going to see how this plays out. Um, you know, there's obviously the chance that uh, Justin Thomas runs away with it, but I think it'll be interesting. I think, uh, I mean, the guys behind, they have really nothing to do to try to sprint out to the front and kind of play hard and, and play aggressively. And I think it'll be interesting to see if guys do that or if they figure the best way for them to shoot low scores is kind of stick to the same game plan. So I think it'll be a, the biggest thing will be the examination of, uh, of how guys approach this and, it is so new for everyone involved. Thank you, Sean, and to all you guys downloaded this one. Appreciate you guys. Look out for our Tour Championship Preview podcast. That'll drop on Wednesday. Sean, have a good week. I'll bump into you up there. Sounds good. Thanks, Mark.